Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest-growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. And Love I asked him if there's a way to... Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I'm your host, as always. What are you laughing about I knew, now? I knew we were going on the air because all of a sudden we were having and a you're conversation. Still telling the story. And I'm talking because I'm looking around, I'm getting everything set up, and then you fall real quiet. And I'm like, we're live on the air now. And he's going to yell at me. Yeah, and the me music's going, and you're still I telling couldn't hear a little it. story. Right, so, anyway. So now that you've blown the introduction, try it again. Yeah, okay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> How's that? Uh, I am your host, com's own Mark Eastman, and with me as always is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week we're doing Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, so welcome to January. Because <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to put it. That's what, that's what you get in January. Although, um, as we were saying when we left the movie, that as much as this might stand out as weird... If you actually pay attention to movies, this has like become its own genre. Right. There's like the you thought you knew the real story genre now right. that everybody's doing, whether it's like the Red Riding Hood or – And it's like you said. We saw the preview for Jack the Giant Killer. Right. They're like now it's all these fairy tales with this adult side to them that – Right. And it's uh, – I don't, I don't know how that came to be – such a thing that you I, know now it's like every year or every other year right. at least there's there's something right and then there will be Snow White and you know right. whatever but there yeah. are a bunch of movies like this it when you see the trailer for this movie you think what the hell right but if you put it into perspective you know it's not outrageous it's no, not its yeah. own right. th- special thing by itself right. but before we jump into that though um, I do want to say we have a contest and. I don't have the thing up on the website yet <laughs> because, and not that I didn't get a couple of emails about this. Oh, right. Like they were going, now you've right. the show. Not that anyone has actually done what they need to do well, they so were that going, it matters. Right. So they were going to, but then it wasn't up. So the thing right. isn't up. I had, um, I just got back from vacation. I had some stuff scheduled to happen on the website while I was on vacation. <laughs> Don't, None of which happened. Don't blame me. You didn't give me the keys to the no, car. No, it's I, not I you. I wasn't here. It's all built into the website itself, but it didn't work. So right. there's like 20 different things right. that didn't happen, and this is one of them. But we have a contest running on the website. Yep. And it is a contest to win every movie that we review this year. Starting with – no, not even this one. It was it Starting with, the one I don't know, had. January right. – I mean – Whatever that As was. long as we reviewed it in January, right. it counts. Okay. So, you know, zero, zero Dark Thirty is among them. So get on can, the list you now. You can have that movie. <laughs> Take it before I use it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so you what we're looking for is iTunes reviews. <laughs> and there are only going to be 100 possible entries into, <laughs> into the contest. You really got emails now. about it? 
I did. That's I, awesome. That's really cool I, that people I got, are like, hey, I got you emails that said, yeah, where's the thing? I, I think thought, that's awesome. Because I said, you did. on the you last said, show, right. I said, I will get it up. And That's I, really cool. And it did not happen. But anyway, so we're looking for iTunes reviews. So go check out Are You Instant Reaction Review on iTunes and leave a review. Rate us, leave a review, whatever. Yeah. You don't have to give us a five-star review. But you it can doesn't do matter what... The review is. Right, doesn't. And then you have to go to areyouscreening.com, and there will very soon (laughs) be a post on there. There will ultimately be a post. Talking about doing it, and so you have to leave a comment on that post as well. Yeah. So you have to say, look, this is me, because otherwise there's no connection in iTunes reviews to where we would be able to give you anything, right? right? You have to go, look, this is me, this is my email, this is the review I wrote on iTunes, blah, blah, blah. Right. And you can't just go steal other people's reviews because right. karma will get you. <laughs> right. And so that's all you have to do. Review the show, and you there will be information. Go check out the post, and you will win every single movie we review on that's the show awesome. this year. Unless we don't <laughs> well, actually get 100 reviews in a whole year. Right. First of all, as I said before, that will really irritate me because it's a whole year. But it is a whole year. But you're, you if need... we happen to not get to a hundred, then right. what we're going to do is we're going to randomly select a third of the people yep. that did enter the contest, and they will get their choice of one movie that we reviewed the, during the year. So it is in your best interest, yeah, to force your friends to come, <laughs> to come right. and leave a review and check out the show and everything like that. It'll be awesome if we start getting a bunch of reviews that say, you know, James Madison 219 and just says, <laughs> I was forced to leave this review. Right. You know, you get one star. My friend, That'll be really funny. My friend made me do this. Okay. So um, anyway, we have a couple other things I want to talk to you real quick, uh, talk about real quick, and then we got to, you know, get to actually reviewing the movie. One of them is uh, we got an email while I was on vacation, and I'm kind of curious about your thoughts. It was a very cool email. Okay. <laughs> and really, the question is just, what movie are you looking forward to most in 2013? Wow. So, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's, a, that's actually a good question. I'm not ready for it. Uh... I'm curious about certain films. Like, I'm actually... It's weird to be so dialed into a summer film, but I'm actually really curious about Man of Steel. Yeah. Like, I've seen so many things. And I'm I know, scared of Man of Steel. We've talked about this a couple of times. Like, I actually think Zack Snyder has done really great movies, and I'm a big comic book guy, so I know how incredibly quicksand an argument it is to bring up Watchmen because everyone thinks it's the one story that can't be filmed. Right. I thought he did a really good job doing it. I think he did too. It had so much stuff to do and just watching the credit scene where he basically covers like 60 pages in just this montage, I'm like, wow, that's really creative. I liked liked what he did with 300. You know, I've I've had a lot of fun watching his stuff. So to see this um, to see this happen has been interesting. My curiosity is more from the trailer. Just things like having Pa Kent be like, maybe you should have let the bus of kids die. Right. Unless that's cut to make it seem like that's what he is. He could be saying maybe, you know, right, anything, right. like anything at all. Um, I, 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 
it's interesting to see the decisions. And I'm I'm curious in part because I am a big Christopher Nolan fan. What kind of direction that might have paired up with, right. you know, those guys writing and, and executive producing and right. seeing Zack Snyder. That's the movie I think off the top of my head I'm the most curious about anyway. Right. I think that um, I think it's a he's an interesting person anyway. Whether you love or hate his stuff, yeah, that has come before. He's an interesting person where when he gets his hands on something like Superman, you do have that kind of reaction. Like, what is he going to do with Superman? Yeah. Versus if it were a lot of other people, you would just go, well, okay, there's a Superman movie coming. Right. Right. And it's, and okay, I like Superman, so that will be cool that there's a new movie. But you're not really going to think, where's he going to go with it? Right. You know, and and so he's at least got that. He might go wrong with it. He could. But at least he'll kind of go somewhere with it. Right. And and it might not work out awesomely or whatever, yeah. but at least it's going to be something. Right. And there are a lot of people who could have got hold of that movie where, right. You know, it 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 still might be a good movie, yeah. but it, it yeah it wouldn't probably have that kind of a reaction that you get. Those movies are interesting to me too, just because a lot of you know tentpole kind of films like that, um, they're only as interesting as the villain. And right. if, if Michael Shannon is in it, that's all I need to know. The right. guy's amazing in everything he's done. But now that he's going to be General Zod, it's interesting because he's not being shown except for one very quick flash and then one kind of one second appearance in the right, trailers. Right. I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. I would like to think that Zack Snyder is holding back a bunch of awesome stuff yeah. and is just going to show it. Because really, like you said with Spider-Man that we reviewed last year, you know, in any of these films, like, great, we get to see the origin all over again. Right. And I've seen Russell Crowe as being his dad, you know, and I've seen the Krypton explode again. My friend Joe always said uh, when he we loved Star Wars growing up and anytime there was a new Star Wars game, you know, we'd play it because we loved the whole thing. And he's like, if I have to take down another AT-AT with a snowspeeder yeah, one right, more time, exactly. I'm going to lose my crap. Because it happens in every game. Right. And this always makes me think of every time there's a Spider-Man film, we got to see the bite, the powers, the right. Uncle Ben dying. Now I got to see Krypton explode for the 43rd Which, time. Yeah, and, and we, I mean, we've talked about that uh, it's several times before, so. even also when mm-hmm. we were talking about Batman, the, right. the Batman movie. See, and yeah. it's like... After how many years will it be until they reboot Batman again? Right. And and that's what we were talking about when that came up. Is like, why do we always have to reboot everything? Right. Why can't we just go look? Jump right it's in. the next Batman no. movie, right? And just and just have yeah. this is the story or the next Spider Man. And then you have to have like Spider Man the reboot too. And right. spi- and then yeah. eventually you're getting into like some really goofy names because yeah. it's like you can't just be Spider-Man 2 because right. there's already Spider-Man 2 and you have to have yeah. some craziness. Why can't you just move on? There are uh, this is a big digression yeah, and of course totally we got to get back on track but there are there are these I love the questions. <laughs> I love us, you know, we can talk about the films all day even the ones we're not supposed to be reviewing but there was uh there was a list I was actually going to bring in and show you um, when we did, it was soon after the Spider-Man thing because it had I had seen a few movies and I thought of a few films thinking of like the second X-Men movie, which doesn't give you any backstory. You just jump in, and if right, you don't right. know, you're confused. You're tapping the guy next to you and be like, "Who's that? What's they do?" When you know, there were a few films like that that are like, "I'm not going to pander to you. Let's just go with the story." Exactly, and I love that. And the other thing that's cool about uh, you know, speaking of that X-Men movie, there are parts when it actually stood out to me in that movie. That if you didn't know, right, 
you would not know what power you were supposed to be seeing right now they could do for anything. a while. Right. Right. Until you go, oh, okay, so that's what's happening. Right. But, but there were parts where they were like, you know, if you don't know, we don't care. Right. We're just doing it, and you're. this is who this person is. You're mm-hmm. supposed to know. So when you see this happen, it totally makes sense to you. Yeah. And if you don't know, too bad. We're not going to sit there and go, hi, my name is this. Right. This is my power. Right. And, I, and here's like an example of it. And stuff. Think yeah. about how – I mean, I know you love the Harry Potter movies, but think about how you had to see – how awful those films would be if you had to reintroduce Harry as an orphan every time the movie opened. Like, right. You had to start you didn't just jump the into the story. Again. You'd be like, okay, right. Harry's here's an the orphan, recap. And Harry's, yeah, these are what muggles are. And, well, and right, like if you, once funny. you got to like the you know fourth or fifth movie or something, I I did not love those movies by the way. But that's what I said. I you're a weird. <laughs> if, if you get to like the this. if you get to like the fourth or fifth movie, you had to see like ten or fifteen minute kind <laughs> right. of rundown of every yeah, movie before. Exactly. Right. Okay. Anyway, so seriously, seriously, I think like we're gonna talk. My answer for that question is because you didn't answer is the uh, Star Trek movie because that last one was so screwball. Yeah, that I'm very interested to see what we do now. I'm curious to see what happens. It was it was fun in a way, but at the same time, it was kind of a real wreck in a lot of ways even just right. the general plot i thought was really kind of screwy yeah but it was kind of fun to see them again yeah and see those That's characters again yeah but the movie was weird and i'm really curious to see where they're going to go with that now so yeah. i don't know if i'm exactly super excited to no see but, it I'm, or whatever, curious. but... I'm, I'm curious too and in a in a different way just because if anyone hasn't heard, J.J. Abrams just got the green light to be the next Star Wars director. Well, right. So that's what I'm really most excited Which, to see. But that's a long time from now. That makes, that makes my eyes bleed red. You know, I know. tears of sadness you know, and anger. My, I can't believe that. My response to that, and you know, we can have our moment of covering the movie news. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, my response to that kind of was like, that's either going to be one of the best. Star Wars movies, yep. or it's actually going to trump those last three right. for stupidity. Because it, that's, <sighs> that's all he can do as far as yeah. my personal filter of him. Right. He either does stuff that's really interesting and really entertaining, yeah. or he does stuff that, you know, like you said, just makes me want to gouge my eyes out. Yeah. I mean, he's, it, it's he's one really, or the other. He's really good with characters, and he's really good with setting up moments and genuine moments like emotional moments um super eight was a lot of fun for me until it got until he started getting in the way of it yeah um i can't wait for the never-ending lens flares he can't wait to put a lens flare on a on lightsaber star wars, you know yeah. if only star um, wars had but about he's, 50 he's, lens flares. <laughs> he's always been as far as my feelings about him go uh, very creative, very smart, and very instinctual about where the story should go, but not very good at resolving those stories. Right. He gets them to a point, and then he, he doesn't know what to do. And he then he is, becomes like Michael Bay. He just blows stuff up. Right. He is the guy who, if you're ever talking about movies, he's like one of the go-to example mm-hmm. people of – he can sit in a bar and scratch – Right. stuff on a napkin and yeah. go, here's an idea for a story. And he can take it in and pitch it and yep. get people to start drooling and going, yeah. yes, we want to make that. Right. We want to do it tomorrow. And then he goes, and then, you know, how's it end? Uh, right. And then right. we end it somehow. I mean, that's I, that's what he does. He comes keep, up with these cool scenarios right. where it's like you can make a show out of this. Right. 
And everyone goes, yeah, you could. Right. That would be a great show. Right. Or movie or whatever. Anything. And then it's like, once you have to wrap something up, though, he's just right. like, he's all yeah, thumbs and elbows. I don't know. He he's a he's an amazing pitch guy, and my feeling on that is exactly like yours. He and Damon Lindelof, all those guys, not just from Lost, but basically that crew, which um, they're all working with each other. They're all friends. And they should be. Um, you know, he's exciting when you get him into a room, right? And he's an incredible salesman for stuff, but. I'm not surprised there's a short list of people, even though they said they were entertaining everybody, that Disney was going to let do Star Wars. Right. And ultimately, it has yet to be proven whether or not Disney really cares about Star Wars. I, they spent a ton to get it. And I, I think can they tell just got you, it for the I money can tell side you, they really care about jamming stuff into Disney World, let me tell you, <laughs> that has Star Wars on it. Because yeah. You act like you've just been there. Because I was there, and and <laughs> yeah. everywhere you go, it's like, you know, all the right. stores at Disneyland are like, find some way to have more Star Wars stuff right. in this store because we can right. have Donald Duck dressed up as Darth Vader. Well, and I'm I'm interested. I'm curious also about the Star Wars film to see if it's just better because I thought he train wrecked the first one anyway. And I'm not even a super huge Trekkie as it is, right, right. but I understand what characters should be like and when they're not. Right. But Benedict Cumberbatch is awesome. You know, yeah. and it would be really cool to see what he's able to do in the story, whoever he is. Yeah. Okay, so that's enough on that, I think. I still don't know what we have 40 minutes to talk about Hansel and Gretel, but... Oh, we, we could not. talk about that forever. But we have one other quick thing that I want <laughs> yeah. to show. Okay. I, I could talk about that movie. Forever. All right, well, we'll I've, but I'm ready to go. one other quick thing is that during the month of January, I have a question for the people listening. And, and hopefully some of the people listening now will be people who listen to Argo because oh right this because I actually want to show this out sh- show this up I guess right. just because I want to like shout out to the audience and see if someone will respond to me so now right. like I'm talking to the audience and I want an email because uh, our Argo show mm-hmm. which we did ages ago right. whatever I don't know I mean it's like 3 when, months ago when the movie came Two out yeah, yeah I don't know something like that but anyway it's it's been a while our Argo show, just in January somehow, suddenly mm-hmm. has like 24,000 listens. Right. And I have no idea why. So we're trying to piece this. To, we're trying to backwards reinvent why this is happening. We're coming up with a few possible ideas, but really, if right. anybody out there knows Where did why, everyone get to our Argo right. show all of a sudden in January? Now, obviously, Argo is, during the month of January, up. winning everything. Right. Right. And so the interest generally in Argo will right. be there. And, and that has created a little bit of a bump, but this is a rather substantial bump. Right. I mean, we expected if Argo won a bunch of stuff, maybe we'd take a bump of a 1,000 here or maybe a 1,000 right. there. But this is 20 but, times But that. going back to older shows, right. So right. if you you know ran into our Argo mm-hmm. show and are now listening again because right. you loved it and now you've subscribed and right. you can't miss a show. Right. We want to know how how you got to right. that and where that came from because, <laughs> you know, I, actually, if you just Google like mm-hmm. you know uh, Argo podcast review, right, we actually come up surprisingly high, and that's both. Bar- but but is that where those came right. from? Right. Is it or? is it because we're coming up high because we're getting all these listeners somewhere, or or are did we getting all these listeners somewhere, us? and that's why we're getting the high? No- it's right. Did somebody link to us and our Argo show or something? I thought you so, were just going to call know. Affleck and ask him, like, 
Right. Did you say anything at Sundance? Did yeah. Did you, you know? Yeah, that's what happened. He was at Sundance. He said, you know, I heard this great review of Argo right. on a podcast. These okay. guys really know what they're talking about. Right. I think we might have even It's funny. It's funny that. figuring this out because part of what I – when you were on vacation, I was bored one day and I just started putting the podcast on random iPads and stores because I thought that was funny. And I randomly saw that we were very high – I couldn't reproduce the experiment, but right. we were very high on a generic list of podcasts for Argo. Right. Uh, excuse me, just for movies. It was the Argo podcast. And I was like, I have no idea where that came from. Right. And I didn't think a, a, another thing of it until you said, we're getting really big numbers for that one show. Maybe that's what it is somehow. If I don't you're, know. But then it would be just your kind of – you have to have enough people who are just kind of randomly messing around with – Right, just Podcasts looking at lists or something. And, I don't know. There's there's so many numbers that that basically mean these weird thoughts that we're having about it can't be can't be true. Right. You know, they're they're bigger numbers than that, so there's something bigger afoot. Anyway, okay, so that's enough random babbling. People right. want to actually know about Hansel and Gretel. Do they? We're gonna say. Okay. It did win the weekend. So it yeah. eked out the weekend. Yeah. At least that's what I hear. I don't know. But so it's doing okay. So Hansel and Gretel, if you're not completely familiar, right? right. We've got uh, Jeremy Renner, yep, who I would think would be a little surprising to some people, yeah, that he would suddenly be in this crazy movie. And you've got Gemma Arterton, mm-hmm. who uh, I, I don't know. Some people might not know that well. Um, she is, she's been in some stuff. Lately, she, like she's Clash been in Titans stuff. And, right. And she's been Quantum. in stuff. Was she in Quantum of Solace? She was. was it? Okay. And she was also in a really awesome, hilarious, quirky movie called uh, Tamara Drew, I think. I'm I'm pretty know. sure that's the yeah. name of it. It's a littler movie. You can get it on Netflix. It's really cool. Check it out. Okay. And, um, But she's not like a you know super huge name, but she's definitely been around and people know who she is. And they are Hansel and Gretel. Right. And... Um, they go through some childhood crazy experience of being sort of abandoned by their parents and then mm-hmm. running into a witch in a candy house just like they're supposed to in the little story. Yeah. Which this is a weird one in the whole genre of you think you know the real story right. because the real story that you think you know is over in like five minutes of this movie. Right. <laughs> I mean, and there, then the liberties begin. There, There is no story that you thought you knew, actually. Right. I mean, there's just, you know, the that story covers nothing. But anyway, so they escape from that witch in the little candy house, and then they go, they parlay that right. somehow into a whole career of hunting witches. And really early on, we we see the effects of this even in this first kind of opening bit when they're fighting the witch in there they right. they are immune to witch spells yes. or something witches witches have to cast spells on large pieces of wood and fling them at them right they can't just cast spells on them. right at them right. so whatever spell they try to do to them doesn't work so they have guns and crossbows and right. it's all very you know steampunky kind of yep. stuff going on and they just travel the world, the countryside, the world, wherever, and all over the place, finding all these witches, <laughs> and they've been doing this for like a long time. Yeah, they have, you know, slayed many a witch, right, 
And then now we jump into the story as they come to this one town that uh, lots of children are being taken from. Right. And the mayor has hired them to, uh, you know, Get solve the their problem right. and, and kill their witches. And that's the Scooby-Doo mystery. Right. And and it's funny because what I, one of the things I thought was really hilarious <laughs> in, like, just the laying out of the plot right. is that the mayor says, well, there's this really weird house in the woods that no one will go near and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a good place to start looking, right? And they find a witch mm-hmm. that's totally unrelated. Right. I mean, it is just like witches are like rats in this world. <laughs> they are <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. There are so many witches. It's like you could have a witch right there. Yeah. We know there's a weird house, and yet that one isn't connected <laughs> to what we're talking about. It's yeah. a whole other crew of witches or whatever right and just even as the movie opens and we see these you know broadsheets kind of of their stories and their you know this witch and that witch and everything and it just goes on and yeah. on and on and you're like going you can't like swing right. a dead cat around right. without hitting there's, a witch there's They're a moment everywhere there's a moment later when there's a big sabbath of of witches you know kind of getting together and it's like the battle for Helm's Deep. Like there are, <laughs> thousands there of are them. so I mean, many of them. It looks like every witch just brought five friends and decided to be like, "Your muddied face is now a witch, right. so you're here." But right. yeah, there was there was that really funny moment where they just realized there are so many around here. We could just go out today and come back with thirty, but right. and that'll be okay. Right. I mean, you could have all the ones you wanted. And you yeah. know, another thing that I wanted to mention there uh, about just going through the plot. I mean, that's the basic thing is. We're just in this town, really, for the story, right. and it's what is going on with all of these children are being taken, because apparently witches taking children in general, you know, not big news or anything, right. but now they're taking a lot of them right. really quickly, and so now it's like a big deal. And you and, find out why in the plot. It, it right, actually exactly. has a good reason. There's a good reason for this, and it's creative and it's interesting and right and it's you know it works and it plays out as far as a story like this it's not at all a bad effort at putting a plot together right also built into this plot is in this town we have the mayor who's the sort of sheepish mayor who's supposed to run we also have the sheriff who's you know quote unquote really in charge of the town or whatever right who who has the muscle (laughs) behind him and uh the sheriff is Peter Stormare, mm-hmm. and he is playing the role almost that is like built into his bio. Right. I mean, it is this right. is like this is the guy he plays in everything yeah. that he's in. Yeah, most of the time. I mean, he's actually he steps out. He, he's all, he's right. been in other good things, but he's just <laughs> got this face where he just <laughs> is the weaselly sheriff jerk. Yeah. You, yeah. you know and. And and boy does he get his comeuppance though. Right. But but anyway, so as we enter the town, the sheriff is about to kill this witch, and Hansel and Gretel come in and right. they do the test or whatever and <laughs> they check her gun and they say awesome. she's not a witch. Yeah, right. they just kind of look at her for a while and go, she's not a witch, mm-hmm. and so they save her from being killed, which you know spins back around into its own little thing because. Hansel and her get together after a while, right. but but that's that's basically where your plot is. And you know, you're right in your 
in your comment there, that basically is like the Scooby Doo setup. It is. I mean, you know, we've got we've got at, a witch taking kids, and we don't know why. And you've got to come to our town and find out. And they right, they do. And, and they have to go, yeah. you know, bust witches right. or whatever. <laughs> and they get that they get that bonus one to take out to have some more fight scenes. Right. And it is, um, you know, I have to say about this. This movie, it's written and directed by Tommy Workola, mm-hmm. who no one will know except a very small number of people who know what Dead Snow Dead is, Snow. which is this really indie right. movie. Foreign zombie film. From 2009, and it is like a couple goes skiing and then suddenly find themselves face-to-face with Nazi zombies, <laughs> which it's like... What does that even mean anyway? But it's this little indie crazy movie, and, you know, it makes me really happy that he got this big budget movie out of that because he is uh, out of Norway. He made this crazy movie, and he's done, like, some television, (laughs) I think, in Norway. Yeah. But this Dead Snow movie went on, like, you know, the festival tour, and people really liked it, and there was a good response to it. And boom, you know, the next thing you know, he's got Jeremy Renner in his his big movie that's coming out, and I just love that that happened, you know? And it's funny because I love that that happens, and it's a movie where we saw the trailer where I was saying... (laughs) You know that Will Smith movie where oh, <laughs> where he and his son get to have a movie yeah. just because he's Will Smith? Right. I already hate that movie. Right. I could know nothing about it yeah. except the fact that, you know, this just, I think, kind of ridiculous Will Smith will get people into the box office so I can have my kid in every other movie I'm in mm-hmm. just irritates me that movies get made that way. Right. And now we have like the exact opposite of that is right. basically this movie. Yeah. And I think it's really cool. And as much as this might be a crazy movie, and I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can get into some like reaction. I liked it pretty well just for like, you know, this is a goofy fun thing. Mm-hmm. But more importantly than that, Looking at the writer and director and right. what came together, there's a lot of stuff about it that I think is really cool. Right. That's very different from a lot of other movies that are kind of would be in like the same that. place. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of um, there's a lot of places where we went a bit different than what we would expect. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad or yeah. indifferent. It, you know, it's at least trying to do something else. And one of the things that kind of stood out to me as we started watching this movie that, you know, you can also kind of compare this to like Van Helsing or the right. Grimm brothers or, or, you know, it's all the same taking these old things and trying to make some slick fighting kind of movie, whatever right. thing. And, you know, as we started watching it, one of the things that stood out to me as being kind of interesting is that, they may be Hansel and Gretel witch hunters, but they really kind of suck at it. I mean, they're not good at fighting them. Yeah. They're like accidentally good at fighting them. It's right. like it, it all somehow works out and they survive. But it's not like they just go in and start picking off witches. Right. I mean, they're not yeah. 
they're not that great at it. They don't fight real well. If there they are had... several times when you think, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> does this movie end quicker than right. I think it's going if, to? If they didn't have that weird ability to not be affected by which is magic, right? Yeah, this would have been a four minute movie. I mean, it it's you know they are on the you know losing side of the battle quite a lot for for that to be their whole I told you job. this reminded me in a lot of ways of the Evil Dead funnier side not the Evil Dead the first film which is supposed to be more scary than funny but right. when when people think of like the best <clears throat> zombie killers or you know Evil Dead fighting things Ash built Bruce Campbell always comes up but he's always getting his ass kicked right right and he just eventually wears you down and like hits you with something hard and then can can succeed and they remind me a lot of that where there is they can't be super ungodly powerful because they would just slaughter witches left and right but right. really they get the crap kick out of them a lot right and just somehow because there's two of them and and they kind of know they they finally get you know one. they they do kind of know how to fight and they yeah. have their big gun and, and their special weapon Gretel has her crazy crossbow, repeater crossbow right. that I'm not sure I understand yeah wow but you know, so they've got their like tools of the trade, and they have their funky weapons and everything. And right. they do obviously like kind of know how to fight. They've been doing it their whole yeah. life. Yeah. But still, it's there's no point in the movie where they just really kind of walk in and kick some witch's butt. Right. Right. I mean, right. they they walk in and as bad as a, they a are, crazy fight ensues, right. and somehow they make it out of it. As bad as they are at fighting, I you later realize how dangerously stupid it is for Jeremy Renner for Hansel in the opening. Well, the not the opening. The opening is when they're kids, but when they do save that woman that is being charged with witchhood. And he's like ripping her mouth open, looking at her behind her ears and stuff. And I'm like, if she was really a witch, she would kick the crap out of you for getting that close and just like putting your fingers right. in her mouth. And right. it's just kind of weird that that's how they decided to go. But well, the whole thing is weird. But then if you're a witch pretending that you're not a witch, I then guess. maybe you wouldn't or who yeah. knows, whatever. But <laughs> every witch they find in this movie is like never hiding that they're a witch. They're like, okay, I'm here. I'll, I'll right. whip exactly. Up. So Which it's just it, weird to think. It's actually very funny going through this movie, and you have that part, and you have the town people right. all, whoa, yeah, kill the witch, the witch, right, yeah, obviously. Right. And and then the sheriff is like, you know, we know a witch when we see one. Right. And then you go through the movie, and you go, but none of them look like normal people <laughs> <Right>. at all. <laughs> so yeah. you yeah. obviously don't know a witch right. when you see one. I don't know. But, but there was a lot of cool stuff. There's also a part with a troll – that oh, yeah. you know comes into play towards the end, and then I don't know the end. I've heard some people say that they did not like the end because huh. why does every movie like this have to end oh. with the sequel, basically, or right. like setting up the sequel? And, right. and I don't, I don't know if we actually did that. I think, I think it just kind of ended. It, yeah. it could go on, I guess, but. Yeah. I don't know. You could just every movie where everyone doesn't die at the end sets right. itself up for the sequel, right? right? But right. but going through the movie, I was having a lot of fun with just that fact on its own that they're not good at it. I right. mean, just that it's like it, it's not. <laughs> yeah. You know, every other movie is like right. They're amazing. You know, they're just one. super killer people yeah. and everything. <laughs> and it's like, um, yeah, if you have like something like Van Helsing or or you know just even this theory but with somebody else 
behind it maybe right. or something, or you could imagine other writers and directors going, okay, we're going to make this and it's going to be about witch hunting and right. whatever. And there would be, you know, half the movie would just be them slaughtering witches really easily. Like right. they're super killer guy. And, and the fight would be, because in this movie, it's for the most part, it's, there's the one witch, right? Mm-hmm. And in the other version of this movie that doesn't exist, right? Right. It, it would be, <sighs> The difficulty would be it would just be a horde of witches, and right. now it's harder to now kill them hard, because right. you can you can only kill them so fast. Right. But you would be super cool killer person. And in this, it's they're, they're only ever taking on one witch right. who, depending on the witch they're fighting, have a lot of really crazy cool powers yeah. until they suddenly don't. Right. Which, which then is, they have to go hand to hand. Which then, is yeah. which is interesting too and its own problem with the movie maybe. But witches uh, for some reason have wands that are controlled mm-hmm. whether or not they have their magic, they have to have their wand or something. But mm-hmm. it's funny when they kill when they're going to kill this one witch and, and this witch is like badass. Yeah, that was a good fight. And you're like going how are they going to win? Because yeah. this witch seems like she can pretty much just do whatever she wants. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden we get the wand away from her, and then it's like she's just a helpless fish on a hook. Right. And all right. she can do is flail. And I'm like, does that make sense, yeah. really? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess it kind of does because they kind of stick with it. Yeah, they do th- stick with it. Throughout the, the whole part. movie. Right. That, you know, if you didn't have your wand, you're just an old, ugly just lady, ugly. I guess. Right. Right. <laughs> but, right. But then as as we travel on we get to you know the the end witch and mm-hmm. the and the big plot and everything. Right. And I I kind of thought it worked pretty well. I thought it was kind of a cool story. It was yeah. it was you know obviously this is a movie that in some sense can only be so good. Mm-hmm. No matter what happened, right? It right. could be the very best this movie could possibly be. Right. And it's still only so good because it's crazy and yeah. silly and yeah. and not really trying to be good. No. It's trying to be fun and entertaining. Right. And and I think it worked pretty yeah. well. If you think too hard about this type of film, you're always going to come up with a bunch of problems and a bunch of holes. Right. Uh, when I was watching, you know, you kind of we've said this before with other films. You you certainly get a sense for what kind of film this is going to be about five or six minutes into the film. You know, when the last time when we were talking briefly um, after the film and we saw this Friday um, and we saw it in 3D and and the 3D stuff was actually not gratuitous. It was it was an accent to the film. It actually helped. I I was going to say this is a movie that I really liked in 3D in a way that I don't like most 3D movies. I thought most we were going to get... Most 3D movies, you just sit there and go, yay, this is 3D. Right. And then they have to throw something at you every once right. in a while. Which this did do a couple of times. I thought this was going to do it a lot more. I thought we were right. going to get right. arrows shot at us and magic spells thrown at us. and you know, I, But we didn't. They actually were very reserved in the using of it. It was just more for the aesthetic. Which but but it, it actually did yeah. a lot of stuff where, you know, it was just so you saw depth, really. Right. Not right. And so I that like that stuff was flying yeah, out at I you. I don't need. I don't need a bunch of stuff to engage. And, and I thought I was very surprised yeah. that I thought the 3D of this movie was really cool. Yeah. It it's not 
at the same time, just by saying that, it's not necessarily a movie you have to see in 3D. No, I was thinking that too. It's not like we could have easily. It's not like it. all this awesome stuff happens and you go ooh 3D right. or anything. Yeah. But that's why I liked it in 3D because yeah. it, it, it just, doesn't need it. It just made some depth. There were some parts where, you know, it's uh, dark and spooky and there's right. chasing or something, and it's, and it's actually like, you know, stuff is really looks farther away yeah or it really looks yep. like there's a whole forest there's or a something scene, like that there's a scene where it really looked great there's a long scene where there's a fire and um in the town and that stuff looked beautiful it looked really good but um you know about 5 minutes in 5 or 6 minutes in you kind of get a sense based on how the characters talk to each other they don't pretend um, they don't pretend to speak old English or puritanical right, you know, English. Right. This is actually very contemporary speaking. Right. To the point where there's a lot of f bombs. It, it's being also dropped. it's also it has it's one of those movies like you were talking when we left uh, about um, a Knight's Tale. Yeah, a Knight's Tale. Right. I'm like, Knight, yeah, I'm like right. losing it. Where that's a movie where it's like this whole we're gonna just. Old and new, right? And we're gonna miss it. And, it's a remix, so. right? And we're gonna have contemporary songs, but yeah. we're still. And this movie does not go so far as to have like you right. Know, There's a no soundtrack that, playing, right? But it's like we have guns, except mm-hmm. we're in a world that should not make sense to have guns, right. really. Because you know, it's like there's we go in this town, and it's funny that we walk through this town, and the sheriff has a gun. Everyone right. has guns. They have like rifles, handguns, yep. and everything like that. And then they're walking by, like you know, the pig herder yeah. and like the guy who's you know chopping wood and and really you know olden times, right? And you're going, how does guns make sense? And yeah. and it totally doesn't. But you go, oh, whatever. Right. It's whatever. a cool gun. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But they do a lot of that, and they do, <laughs> like you said, there's very contemporary speech. It's it's immediately contemporary. Like you don't ever get any of the ye olden tavern kind of right, speech, right. or you know, it's it's just like the old and the new, you know. And and it was like what I was saying with the Knight's Tale. It, five minutes into that movie, when you know you're going to like this film or not, when the opening jousting match, the crowd is chanting, "We will rock you by Queen." And right. if you are okay with that, that's the ride you're on. Enjoy it because it happens, right. you know, throughout that film. And I liked a Knight's Tale for it. I thought it was fun. Right. Haven't really seen that happen so much. Things like um, Van Helsing didn't really play that up. They were speaking old English. Right. They came off as stuffy contemporary guys trying to pretend they were in this scene, and it didn't work. Right. In this instance, you know, one of the times where. Uh, for example, like Gretel says to a witch that they're killing, like, I hate to break this to you, but there's not going to be an open casket. And she shoots her in the face. Right. Like, that's the kind of dialogue you get in Hansel and Gretel. Like, right. it's almost it's almost too contemporary, but it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be loose. And right. and it is. It, but, it works. But, you know, again, like going back to the writer who is right. – who is not somebody who has, you know, decades of of work – you know, behind him coming into this, I think it's really interesting to see where where the writing actually does something right. with, like, you know, saying the F word, right? Right. There's plenty of movies where, you know, everyone just says the F word every mm-hmm. other word, 
And then it's meaningless. But right. then there are times in this movie where, you know, like Jeremy Renner is like, what yeah. the F was that? Right. And you're like, you know, it actually means something different right. than if you just say, what's that? Right. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. you know, Hark, and who it's, goes there? but it's yeah. like actually, you know, used for some real purpose, right. at least theoretically, you know, whether right. or not it it gets there or it yeah. delivers it or not at least you know it's not a person just going i want people to say f this and f right. that a lot right. it, it, you know there's something behind it and it, it just actually was a lot of fun it got rated r i was thinking it was a pg13 but there is a flash of nudity and yeah. there's a fair amount of language and it just can't be the violence because there's actually a lot of well, there's screen violence. There's really. a, like there's you, a lot of violence, and there's a lot of I think you know this is kind of tough to figure out what exactly is the MPAA thinking right. about stuff, right? But there's a lot of violence that is not, I guess, necessarily super gross, right? Right. Some of it's kind of gross, kind but of but you know if you're trying to say this movie had this much grossness and it wasn't rated right. R, you know, whatever. Right. But there's a lot of violence that's pretty serious. You know, there's like... <laughs> I guess. Like I thought there's, it was more comical, but... I can't think of the real serious violence. Well, kind of... I mean, getting punched in the face kind by a witch. Comical. No, but like, you know, the guy gets like quartered and... Uh, oh, the, yeah. And right. Like, you know, when uh, Edward, our troll, starts killing people at one point, That's he, fun. he kills them, and it's like... He just kills them. Like, they, they're dead. Like They get killed. Yeah, they get squished and squashed <laughs> and stomped and pumped. It's and, wild. Yeah. That's one of the scenes, actually, that stands out for me in the movie, where I really thought, you know, as it was happening, it, you know, it, it just flashed in my mind, mm-hmm. like... If anyone else was making this movie, this scene would be so right. different. Right. Because um, we get to a scene where obviously the uh, you know Hansel and Gretel are kind of like upstaging the sheriff. Right. Because the sheriff, you know, it's his town, and right. he's the sheriff, and he'll handle the witches and whatever. Yeah. And he doesn't want the mayor. The mayor hires Hansel and Gretel and everything. He doesn't want the mayor coming in and having his people who can kick somebody's ass. Right. You know, on his payroll, because that's the sheriff's job and how he controls everyone because all the deputies and blah, yeah. blah, blah, right? So he is very opposed to Hansel and Gretel. And not only that, but uh, Gretel, like, breaks his nose at <laughs> right. the beginning or whatever. So far later into the movie, there's this scene where uh, the sheriff and his deputies capture Gretel. Right. And they are not being nice. <laughs> and and it. Edward, who is like the witch's troll, uh, he's happens to be around to see what's going on. And eventually, enough is enough. And, right. and he busts in and saves Gretel. And he, you know, kills many people. And he really kills them. Right, like a lot. Right, no, no. <laughs> like there's, what there's no like. Should we rush him to the hospital or something? Yeah. Right. And as that scene like all plays out and stuff, I was just thinking, you know, this is way different. Yeah. You know, I get to see something that is way different than if anyone else had made this movie. Right. This scene, you could have exactly the scene, even to the extent that 
it could be not that much different, you know, in the script. Right. And yet what we get as it plays out is just a very different thing than, you know, you're used to seeing. And right. it's not that it's it's not amazing or it's right. not like, yeah, no. you know, the best <laughs> filmmaking ever or, you know, I'm not saying something like that, but yeah. it it is a different perspective on how something should go down. And right. it was very cool to see. Yeah. I mean, it was because even when it started happening, I did yeah. not expect it to play out yeah. that way. And and that was fun in itself. I'd, I'd forgotten about the guy getting drawn and quartered. I was thinking more along the lines of like, well, they're they're kind of sensitive to stuff like uh, there were a couple instances where there's a forced suicide, for lack of a better term. Right. And that is enough to, you know, I understand, yeah. And that enough. and that's pretty weird. And then it that's the other thing, too, because I could see where you would have that reaction to my saying that because you know the other half of the violence is, is practically slapstick right. it's like um you know Hansel and Gretel are fighting a witch in a room and everyone's getting beat with planks and right. and there is a point where it almost gets a little too much because somehow you know, Hansel and Gretel are practically superhuman just in the beatings they take right. and still survive, even though he's very beat up. But, you know, they will get cracked with stuff that you're like, okay, he's dead. Right. I he's, mean, he's he would have to be right. dead. And no, they just get back up. So it's there's a weird, like, balance of mm -hmm. one minute you're watching stuff where it just seems really like, you know, three stooges. Even. Yeah. Right. That people are getting smashed in the head with frying pans right. and bookcases are falling on yeah. them and they're yeah. getting, you know, they, there's one part where he attaches himself to a witch's broom and then gets right. like pulled, pulled through, through a house. house. Yeah, he's like still hanging. And he's just going, ow, that kind of yeah, hurt, right. you know, right. and, and then you have to, you know, have the flip side too where then it's, you actually get some like really gory, right. brutal stuff happen. And you, you know, it makes you wonder if Hansel went up against a troll, right? <laughs> like what, what would happen? Well, like, he fell like sixty feet out of a tree, so when he landed on his back or on his face, so he can probably take that troll. But right. It's interesting just looking real quick at at uh, the Metacritic scores, where there was really only one super favorable review. There's been a fair number of middling reviews, and then a lot of critics didn't like it. Negative reviews. Right, right. Then you look on the next column and you see... Well, critics have to not like right. this. There's no way... I was surprised to see one critic gave it like an 80. Except that I'm a but, critic. But. Um, then you look over at the next side and you see the entertainment reviews from the audience. Right. And they're the exact opposite. Many of them are like, this is just fun. It's popcorn fun. This is just a monster right. movie fun. It's not scary. It's just entertaining. Right. There's a couple that are in the middle and only one person gave it a negative review and just was like, this is stupid. Right. You know, because it's not... Bram Stoker's Dracula, and, and see here, and it's that. And when we walked out, you know, we hadn't even started to talk about it yet. And the two couples that went ahead of there were there were a few more people in the theater, but we left kind of you know ahead of anybody else. And it is the kind of it, I'm digressing. It's people the kind of film, walking out, giving that. It's saying, the kind of film yeah. that people think there's something at the end, and there isn't. There's something in the first three minutes of the credits, and that's why I think so many people were staying. Right. It seems like that kind of movie where there's something at the end, but. Just to let you know, there isn't. When we walked out, there were a few people ahead of us that were like, wow, that was really fun. Right. Like, that was such a good time. Like, that was literally what we heard. And I thought, 
that makes sense. This is the kind of film that yeah. isn't going to win an award. Right. Doesn't want to be on Golden Pond. It doesn't want to be <laughs> Sophie's Choice. It's just out to be fun. Right. And, you know, it's that there's this weird thing when you're, you know, even to talk about like looking at Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes where they, you know, have the same I thing. Rotten Tomatoes. I wonder what that's like. It, but, they have the same thing, yeah. obviously, where they have, you know, user reviews yeah. or user ratings or whatever versus here's what the critics think and stuff. And it, I think it's really funny when you look at certain movies mm-hmm. like this one. Yeah. Um, and you you look at both of those things where critics feel like, and it, it comes back to when we did our show a long time ago about how how do you come up with your rating? Right. Most critics, I think, ha- work under the theory that every movie gets its like place in the five star scale. Right. And when we were talking about this movie at the beginning and it's like I said this movie can only be so good. Right. So, no matter what it is, that I mean no matter how well this movie's made, it yeah. can only be so good and critics go, well so then at best it's like no more than two and a half yeah, or two get more than yeah. Right? right. The best it could ever be if it was perfect is like two. Right. And so that's, you know, that's not my theory of right. rating movies, but it is critics. It is their theory to many extent. And so yeah. when you look at Metacritic, it make it actually, it makes it kind of difficult if you're a real person yeah. to get something out of Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes for certain movies, right? Right, right. Because, and it's, it's one of those things where you get a lot of people who... It, Every once in a while, there's some sort of kind of you know this backlash of against yeah, critics, right? Because that's not how people see movies, right? That's not how the general public right. goes into a movie, and and is coming out of this going, well, it's one star, right? Exactly. I mean, one star means you hated it and right. it sucked, yeah. Right? It <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean this movie can only be potentially so good right. and so blah, 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 blah. So, it, you know, you tr- you want to know if you think this is going to be good. So you go to Metacritic and everyone hates it. And you go, right. oh, well, uh, I guess that's not every- worth going everyone to. hates it. Right. But then you look at their user reviews right. and everyone loves it. General audience Or reviews, at least yeah. likes it yeah, they're pretty well. Fun with it. Right? And they understand what it's trying to do. I mean, but, it's but you, you can't get the right response out of a critic right. because – just like you don't want to be the critic, you know, being a critic, if you, especially the bigger the place you're at, you know, right? You you don't want to be the critic who goes, you know what? I didn't like Precious. Right. <laughs> I thought that really kind of sucked. Yeah. So I'm giving it one star, and then you go home and and wait for the call that you're fired. <laughs> right. right? You got nothing left. And you don't want to be the critic who goes. I thought this was a great time. I'm going to give it four and a half stars. Right. It was really fun. It right. was, you know, for what it is, it's a really good example of it. There are movies that are trying to be what this movie is trying to be, mm-hmm. and they suck. Right. And they don't do it well. Right. They're not fun. They're not funny. They're not entertaining. And those movies should get really low ratings. Right. This movie, for what it's trying to be, and, you know, you have to have – you can't, I think, hold it up and go, you know, where does it stand next to, you know, whatever right. wins best picture or something, right? Yeah. I mean, and and you go, well, it, it's not real good compared to that. <laughs> Except, what does that mean? Right, Who yeah, cares? Nothing. What it, 
what this movie is good at, and it's not great at it, but for for what it's yeah. trying to be, it's really fun and yeah. it's entertaining. And you know, if you can, if you're a person who there's any possibility that you will like this movie at all, you will. Right. And and that is not true of all movies right. that are are like this. Like you were saying, uh, I think Van Helsing when yeah. when we came out, like you did not like that. Right. But it it's the same. It is. It, it's the same place yeah. in in movie dumb, right? And yeah. one of them gets a high rating, and right. one of them gets a low rating. Yeah. But if if you're just gonna say this movie can only be so good, what are you gonna do? Rate them both the same, yeah, even no. though. Because if you rate this one really low, then how do you rate Van Helsing? Right. I mean, lower. You, you yeah, you go lower than what? I mean, you already if you look at like you know, you go to Van Hell, Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic or something like that, and yeah. you're going, look, this just isn't that good a movie or whatever, and you give yeah. it like one star, then what if what if the movie had been worse? <laughs> right. or what if it had been yeah. Van Helsing or something? Then. You know how are people supposed to get anything out yeah. of that? Out of it's an interesting week for for a movie to be out right now like this because there's two options if you're into this kind of thing. There's Hansel and Gretel, and there's Mama. And I don't get the sense that Mama is funny or slapstick at all. It's probably no, it's really, really serious. It's right up straight serious, like we want to give you a heart attack kind of scare. Right. It's uh, and Guillermo it's, del Toro, right. and I he's not going Toro. to make no, he's not gonna slapsticky make thing. He's got a slapsticky sense of humor, but he doesn't let it show right. on his films. So. I think it's awesome that Jessica Chastain is in theaters at the same time with the movie that everyone wants her to win Best Actress for. Right. And for the goofiest excuse for a horror movie that, like, I've ever seen people talk about with a straight face. Yeah. I mean, some kids get lost in the forest, they get found, and something comes back with them. <laughs> and you have to go yeah. out and be promoting both movies. Right. Like, at the same time. Imagine sitting and down tell the... people with a straight face that right. you're in Mama. Right. At the same, you know, at the press junket, they're like, okay, we're going to ask you four questions about Zero Dark Thirty and then four for Mama. Right. You know, and you have to be one and then you can switch. Right. You got to be the other, you know. <laughs> yeah. One of them is going to be, really? Really? <laughs> Right. And, and, and you shouldn't even tell them which movie you're asking the question <laughs> When you got into character, right, right. how hard was it? You know, you know. But anyway, there are two choices for fans who love these kind of films. And one is more fun and entertaining. The other is trying to be more scary. And depending on your mood or your taste, that's, you know, that's right. where you go. But if you choose this film, know what you're getting into. And if you're like what you just said, if you're the type of person that's going to like this movie, you're going to like the movie. Right. Whether and, you'll love it or you'll this, just like it. You're still going to enjoy In it. this bizarre genre that has spun, Strong, it, spun itself yeah. into being, and right? we're not getting out of this it anytime is, soon. This is the most fun that I've had. And I even liked Red Riding Hood to a certain extent. Yeah. That one wasn't, like, real great either. But I might have just gone into that one with really low expectations. And then, and then it was <laughs> yeah. okay. So then it I was like, hey, that's not that bad, you know, right? You need 3D to make this better. But I even kind of liked that one. So it's not like yeah. I have something against... The, genre, the whole the genre, genre itself. Yeah. But this one really was like a lot of fun. And Jeremy yeah. Renner was was really good in it. it. It's weird. I see a bunch of people saying, like, how can you start doing these movies? Like, they're afraid of that Oscar curse where you know, you're Halle Berry, you win an right, Oscar, right. then you're in Catwoman. Right. And you can never pull yourself out of that nosedive, which ultimately leads you to the hell that is Cloud Atlas, because I like to rip on Cloud Atlas every time I get a chance. But, 
it's weird. I wonder when this was actually done. Like, yeah, it's, and, and it I has a it has a know. feel to it. He looks like he does. He looks like this was made in the last year and a half. Like he literally doesn't right, right. look any different it, in this than he does not, the Avengers. It's not or, something that was on the shelf for right. a long he time. He looks like Born and the Avengers and this were all right back to back. But um, when a film like this sometimes comes out after somebody gets real successful, then you see like, oh, they were in Cabin in the Woods. That was done two years ago. Right, Let's right. release that now. Who knows? Well, okay, so we've got to wrap up, and we might as well finish on time. But I really kind of like this hmm, one. That'd be a shock. And um, that would totally be a shock. But we can I, do it. Now. I, I really kind of liked it and had a lot of fun. And I think, you know, probably somewhere like in the range of like three and a half to hmm. almost possibly four stars. Wow, just because, good. you know, that's, that's my rating, right? Yeah. I mean, and not like it's a new thing. Go – check out our show where we talk about right. our ratings, right? But, you know, I feel like, what are you trying to be and how well did you do that? That's where the rating comes from. Yeah. And for me, this was, you know, definitely three and a half, but, you know, even possibly a little bit more than that. Yeah. It just, I mean, there were tons of screwy parts that you could talk about yeah. problems with it. But ultimately, I just had a lot of fun with it. It's not. It's not supposed to be a film that you overthink. It's not a. It's not supposed to be a film that there are fifty different layers below it. It's just supposed to be this fun, entertaining ninety-minute thing. And for that, it does its job well. You know, and I thought it was three stars. Right. A little better than the average film. Right. The fun stuff does does work well in its favor, and the problems, even though if you're not trying to think about it, are kind of a little annoying at times. But it's okay. Next week. Uh, I'm not even really sure what we're going to see. We may see something that's not brand new because I have like a press screening of stand-up guys, which we would probably cool. do, and you That'd can't cool. go. Oh. So, <laughs> so, so you can't review it. But we will be covering um, probably something that's already come out. Yeah. Oh, well, now we're out of time, so bye. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to end the show. Supposedly that's when the live thing yeah. ended. and. It, now the thing comes up, I don't even know. But we don't even need to go over anyway. But no. I just was wondering if we had an idea what was going to be next week. I'm and I sure look, yet. and I don't see anything other than stand-up guys. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, we will be here next week. Right. And we will try to give you plenty of notice of what the movie is going to be that right. we're going to cover. I will be covering stand-up guys. We're back, on a, we're back on a weekly On the show, on right. Deal, but yeah, so. we're, we're back – Weekly, and be sure to check us out on iTunes, leave a review, and check out areyouscreening.com and get entered to win this and every other movie that we review this year. Wow. So thanks a lot for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. Thanks. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. 
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.